you've tuned into all things fine and gentry with the connoisseur french thompson where consistently we bring you ideas concepts and exposure to thoughtful content lifestyle enhancements and opportunities to improve yourself and those around you thank you for tuning in and taking a listen to this week's episode Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of All Things Fine and Gentry. This is the Connoisseur French Thompson, and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you all for tuning in today and joining me. Uh, and to the uh, returning listeners, what you call the connoisseurs, welcome back. And if this is your first time tuning in, we would uh, love for you all to be a part of this community, become a connoisseur. Um, and for all of those collectively, we would love for you to like, share, rate, review, subscribe. All of those great things that uh, help me to get the podcast out here and uh, get the word and the conversations out. So we are in the middle of our Morehouse Men series, and it's been great thus far chatting with um, people that I've been around for. Actually, now that I start thinking about it, I've uh, I've known them longer uh, than I uh, than I have not known them, which is crazy. We start thinking about um lifelong friends and so uh there's been some interesting things shared on the podcast and we all have a a couple of group chats and people are like man i've learned some new things that i hadn't learned from the people that i've known for 20 years so it's been great so all of that formality out the way today we have mr dave scott on the podcast dave how are you doing today i'm great brother how you doing today man how's doing everything well. i mean i can't complain i'm just Got back from a vacation in Disneyland, and um, I need a vacation. So, <laughs> I need a vacation from the vacation, right? <laughs> Man, you know, I am learning more and more that when they say you travel with kids, it's more of a trip, right? And right. when you travel by yourself, it's vacation. So, um, but you know, it was good. Got to you know kick it and, and do all those things and see them smile, and that's what makes it worth it. So. As long as as long as the kids had a blast, that's that's all that matters, right? Yeah, that's that's what they tell me. That's what they tell me. All right. <laughs> so just tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us, uh, you know, who you are, where you're from, uh, where you live now, and kind of what you do, and then we'll we'll dive right into it. Sure, sure. So, David Scott, um, I am from New Brunswick, New Jersey, uh, born and raised. Uh, I currently um, am living in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, work in the facilities industry, uh, operations management specifically. Um, and that's been the entirety of my career has been operations management, um, focused and, uh, I manage people <laughs> to put it, yeah, <laughs> to put it in, in, in simpler terms. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's my story and yeah, we could just jump right in and get right. to it. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Well, I wanted to go one direction, but I'm going to ask, I'm going to go by my <laughs> list here. All right. Okay. So New Brunswick, New Jersey, and, uh, you know, this podcast will be uh, uh, coined Jersey's finest um, because, you know, you you represent up there uh, as long as I've known you um, all day, every day. But what brought you to Morehouse? How did you get to Morehouse from 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 the tri-state area? Sure. So that's that's very interesting uh <laughs> so as far as uh, my my journey to morehouse i um i grew up in new brunswick new jersey and um i always tell people i lived a double life mm. <laughs> as a child um 
So New Brunswick, New Jersey was a very, at that time, like urban <clears throat> um, area. And um, so most of my childhood and most of my friends were, um, you know, inner city, mm-hmm. black youth. And however, in my elementary through high school years, um, my parents obtained like some financial assistance and I went to a private Christian Ooh. school. Okay. Right. <clears throat> so while I was around very well-to-do white children in high school, I was around, you know, the urban and, you know, underprivileged mm. uh, African-American community um, as far as who my friends really were. Yeah. So I kind of dealt with both sides of, you know, seeing both sides of the world in that aspect. And um, I knew from about the age of about the late age of 12 or 13, I saw a program on Morehouse College. Mm. And from that point, I said, that's where I'm going. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm going to school. So there never really was any other options for me. I did apply to Rutgers University, which is the state college of New mm. Jersey, for those who don't know. Um, but that was never in my mind where I was going to go. As soon as that uh, acceptance letter came from Morehouse, I remember me and my mother jumping in the kitchen and that was it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I always wanted to do. And that's, that's where I went. Okay. So, so there's a couple of things I want to ask here, which is interesting. So I guess the first part is, I mean, had you known people that had gone to an HBCU um, prior or was this kind of a, a new thing for your fam? So it was a new thing for my fam. Um, my cousin actually, is uh, an alumni mm. alumnus of, of Howard University. Got it. And so she uh, graduated high school in 1999, two years prior to to me graduating. And you know, at all the uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving, Christmas dinners, mm. she, we would talk, and she says, "David, HBCU, you got to go to HBCU. There's nothing like it. Nothing like it." And I told her, I mean, at that point, I already knew. Yeah, like, I was going to Morehouse, <laughs> so <laughs> it didn't take much convincing, <laughs> but. Prior to that, no, there were there were no no members of my family um, had attended HBCUs, and um, we can and we actually you know I could probably dive into that a little more, um, just the difference between uh, my father's uh, side of the family, my mother's side of the family, as far as HBCUs are concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, I, I wanted to ask though, right? Back to your double life that you coined mm-hmm. it, right? Um, did you feel that you wanted to go to Morehouse because you had to b- balance out your, you know, private Christian school education or, you know, what, what was it that pulled you towards Morehouse? Right. So definitely there was that. Okay. There was that there was now at the time, you know, just being a young person, you, you don't really know what you believe or, mm. <laughs> you know, you're still learning yourself. You're still, um, you're being shaped and you yeah. know, molded. And so, at that time, you know, I was just very impressionable, but I knew that I wanted to learn more about my culture, okay. you know, and learn more about and be around um, individuals who were like me. Mm. Now, when you, for people who don't know, and if you, you know, were raised or you, you went to school in um, like a private, you know, Christian around a lot of uh, white individuals, you're, you're like that token black person <laughs> that, you have to answer for every black issue. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they look at your hair and say, why does it grow like that? Mm. And they, <laughs> and they um, 
you know, when slavery is brought up in, in the classroom, everybody turns and looks at you. And <laughs> it's, it was all of that. And so I wanted to just be me. Mm. You know, I don't want to have to answer for every black person. I wanted just to be David. <laughs> and so I, I recognized that also at a, at a young age where, uh, you know, I just wanted to be somewhere where I could just be me and not have to represent all of black America. That's good. So, well, and, yeah. and I'll tell you why this is so poignant for me right now. Right. So we have two, two young kids and, you know, my son is going into third grade. My daughter's about to go into kindergarten. Um, and uh, they have been in diverse schools. But when we lived in California briefly, they went to a, a, a private Christian school for various reasons. You know, we chose it. It was during a the pandemic. They were going to be one of the one places that was open to have people on campus and all these other things. But what we have noticed or what my son has started to articulate is his desire to be around more black people, which is very interesting um, because, you know, it, you kind of wonder how do you provide that balance? And not that there's, you know, and not good schools around that we can go to that would get him that mixture, but being a parent that wants to provide the best for your children, you know, some of those opportunities end up being maybe not the, um, the neighborhood school, you know what I mean? Right. Or something right. like that. And so had you ever communicated that to your parents, your, I don't call it disdain, but your frustration, your, um, desire for, I don't call it more balance. So, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I, on the, I understand why my parents made that decision <laughs> because <laughs> some of the, uh, you know, there was a lot going on in right. those neighborhood schools and, <laughs> And I think, I think they wanted to, you know, especially for my older brother and I, um, just, you know, the difficulties of raising black men in, in this society. They just, yeah. they wanted us to have the best education. They wanted us to, you know, not be exposed to, you know, certain things at a, at a young age. And so I, I, I get it. Um, you get it now or did you get it then? I get it now. Mm. <laughs> and to a certain extent, I got it then. Mm. But sometimes I would, you know, just kind of be on the outside looking in and I'm just like, man, they're having all the fun over there. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> right. So, and I, so that, that, uh, you know, as a, as a young kid that, you know, that kind of messes with you because you, you know, you kind of want to be identified or be in that, yeah. that crowd. Yeah. Um, but I, but I will say also though, it's not as if we weren't exposed to, right. um, because like I said, on, outside of school all my real friends friends i still have to this day from childhood were in these communities yeah so it, it wasn't as if um you know I, I didn't get any experience with black culture it's just as far as my education was concerned mm. um that part was missing and so that's why i really really you know desired and you know wanted to go to morehouse um to uh have that um, the education piece That's good. and for that to be intertwined with my culture. That's good. So. All right. So you get, this is very good. This is interesting. So you get to Morehouse, right? So this is the place that you wanted to go to. You got accepted, you and your mom hopping around the kitchen, excited. You get to Morehouse. Like, what is it, what is it like when you first get there? What does that, you know, what does it feel like? What is it, you know, and then, I mean, 
juxtaposition of wanting to be around blackness and all of that. How, how, how was that when you first got there? It was exciting, mm-hmm. but it was also a culture shock. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you why. So it was, it was, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, I go on campus and I see just, you know, brothers who look like me, who dress like me, who, you know, just, you know, every, everyone, you know, is just a part of this community. Hmm. But at the same time, everyone was different. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So I, um, you know, throughout childhood, I didn't get to travel much. Mm. My parents had very limited means. So the blackness in my, in my mind only looked like what I saw. Yeah. And so, you know, you're from New Jersey in the nineties, blackness looked like baggy jeans and Tim's, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, the, the, and the big, you know, winter bubble coats yep. like that, that's, that's all blackness was to me. <laughs> and so I stepped on Morehouse's campus and there were so many different looks and yeah. different cultures. And I remember the first time I spoke to someone from New Orleans and I was like, <laughs> I don't, this is this is foreign to me. <laughs> what, what are you saying? <laughs> They're speaking another language completely, right? <laughs> and I see, you know, black men walking around with cowboy boots on, and it's just like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> and so my eyes were just open to this new experience, where it's like, wow, like we're we're not monolithic. Yeah, like we are. <laughs> there's so many. There's so much to us. Um, and I think that was, I think the takeaway for me, like when I first arrived on campus, just embracing all of the different styles and cultures that were present and just wanting to like soak it all in and learn so much from, from my classmates. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Cause I mean, you know, you know, we are all, you know, kind of in, in, I would say different types of, um, perspectives and backgrounds and coming into uh into Morehouse and you know we um our group right which most people will hear uh from the vast majority of them um and you know it it was this this cross section it's almost this cross section that you talked about right of Morehouse as to where you know you got you know you from Jersey I'm from DC Matt you got, you know, Clark, Will, and Jew from Chicago, but truly from like different parts of Chicago, you know what I mean? Right. Which is a whole different other culture, right? right? You know, you got Glenn from the Bay, you got Brandon from LA, you mean, and then we hung around cats from the from New Orleans, you know, all these types of things. You know, it, it's very interesting when you look at the group, how we even became a microcosm of of that. So what is your first, I will say, memory of kind of the group together? Like, I got one that, I mean, it's pro- probably because it's, it's captured in, in you know, in film. But, you know, what are some of your first memories of how we actually kind of, you know, gelled and merged together as a as a group? So, and I appreciate you just touching on that, like where everyone's from. And it, so I, what I appreciate about, about my group of friends and, you know, our group of friends, I should say. Yeah. Uh, is that I think if you would look at us 
you would not think that these individuals would... <laughs> not at all not at all <laughs> these individuals would all come together and, and be as tight as we were because everyone is so uniquely different yeah <laughs> yep. uniquely different in styles and especially you know, freshman year especially, especially freshman year, year. Right. <laughs> so it's like how did how did these group of whatever nine to ten individuals come together and form the bond the way they that we did it, it I still kind of look at it as laugh. It just it's like it, it, I think it's amazing, um, but uh, yeah. So it it definitely you know I think that that did represent. I guess we were kind of like a microcosm of, of Morehouse in general, um, but some of my memories. Uh, so I always I don't I don't know if it's one specific memory, but I just kind of always remember how I lived on the third floor mm-hmm. and <laughs> of Graves Hall. And when going back to my room, I always stopped on the second floor where uh, Will's room was right next to yours. And it just seemed like that's where everybody just kind of met up. Everyone gathered. And so a lot of my memories, I think, especially of my freshman year, were just in that in that room, in that area Mm. of us just kicking it. Yeah. Laughing, debating, and that's the other thing about Morehouse. Everybody, everybody thinks they have the right answer. Like everybody, <laughs> so, so we don't we don't agree on anything. We all everybody thinks they're the smartest person in the room, um, but just experience of us, um, you know, kind of always coming together and talking, laughing, and just that's that's kind of what I what I remember the most about about our group. Um, yeah, that's real. I mean, one of the things I remember most um, is going to Lenox Mall, right? And so, you know, for those who aren't familiar with Atlanta, um, especially where the AUC was, uh, Atlanta University Center, there were no true shopping malls or shopping centers in the area. I mean, where Morehouse is and the rest of them are, it's in a... Um, I mean, it's probably fully gentrified now, but back when we were there, right? And I'm sure folks who you know were there years before us, it was, you know, not the best area. Uh, like you could get jacked going to <laughs> going to the uh, market back from the Marta station is always <laughs> you can you can you really get got. you can get got. Just there was no Uber, there was no Ubers these days. I mean, so um, so you had to make your way make the pilgrimage to uh, to Lenox and Phipps, and which are the premier shopping malls in the Atlanta area at the time. And I remember everyone, you know, kind of getting dressed to go there. Um, and to the point of everyone being different, right? Like, you know, you had on the Tims and then like, you know, Clark or somebody might have on a bubble coat. Right. And then, you know, either I'm in new balance or, you know, something that's more DC Metro ish, you know, and then the California people, you know, freezing, even though it was maybe 50 degrees outside, but they're like, what is this? Right. And so, you know, it's just kind of interesting that, that kind of background there. So, um, one of my other most memorable moments and when we started on the podcast and made me think about it was our trip to DC. And so, uh, yes. <laughs> we made this random, <laughs> uh, pilgrimage to DC, uh, cause it was a HU, a uh, real HU game, Howard versus yeah, Hampton. Right. Hampton. And yeah. uh, I remember 
what had to be sophomore year, I guess, or junior year. I don't. It remember. was it was it was sophomore year. Okay, I believe. Yeah, because everybody had we had cars at the time, so it had to <laughs> right. be sophomore or junior year. But you know, kind of walked out the dorm like eight a.m. Like, hey, y'all want to go to D.C. this weekend? And uh, everyone was like, sure. I mean, not as if we didn't have things to do, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we definitely all just determined amongst ourselves we were not going to class you know for thursday and friday and instead we were just going to drive to dc <laughs> just <laughs> and i think we made we made that decision probably within 30 minutes within just, 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> everyone called and we we just all caved it like you know what we're going to howard and we all hopped in the car and we just went to Howard, took a, a carpool trip to Howard. That was that was an experience, which sure. was an experience <laughs> in itself. And I should have brought this up on the podcast with Clark, but uh, we was at my house, and my boy Shorty uh, came through, who was uh, at Morgan State in Baltimore, and um, you know we were a gaming crew. You know, people like to play Madden and things <laughs> like that. But one of my most Oh, I should have brought this up with Clark because he would have got real mad. He would have got tight. <laughs> but if, if for those, I mean, Clark's a talker, you know what I mean? And, you know, he can be arrogant at times and he'll laugh about it because he's going to listen to the podcast. But he and Shorty started playing Madden. And I think Shorty whipped up on him pretty bad. And yeah, well, Shorty was a talker too that night. I don't know. <laughs> he was definitely a talker too. It was, and, and man, I don't know what happened in that game, but Clark came out, said he's a talker, and didn't say anything else for probably a good couple of hours. And it was amazing <laughs> until we went to a party, and then you had a breakup and fight between Brandon and some other cats. But, you know. Just, just college. Those are those are the college days. Those are the college <laughs> days. All right, all right. All right. So um, yeah, we could we could go on tangents all day. But that's just completely off track. All right. So you talked about your career now. Um, is that what you decided to study at Morehouse, or kind of how did you evolve so, into where you where you are today? Yeah. Right. So um, coming to Morehouse, I was completely unsure mm. of myself mm. <laughs> and unsure of what I wanted to do. That's good. And so I knew that I, so what I wanted to do was to be a part of the business program. Okay. And this is a, this is a funny story. So, um, during the <clears throat> NSO week, new student orientation, week, mm -hmm. they had a, a program, um, for all, you know, students who are interested in the business department, you know, to come and listen to, uh, speakers talk and, so I go to this program during this, you know, NSO and I was completely intimidated, French, mm. completely <laughs> just, <laughs> they were talking about how rigorous the program was, and, you know, how it's nothing like high school and <laughs> it just, it, it scared me. I'm going to just be completely honest. It scared me. So I was undeclared, um, for my first, uh, first year mm. and then I thought I was going to be uh, a history major. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so my, the first first semester, uh, my sophomore year, I started taking um, history courses. Um, and after that semester, or towards the end of that semester, I thought to myself, I don't, I don't want to do this. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't want to do this. And so I, I called... 
I called my parents and I'm, you know, and I, I, I have great parents, by the way, like just, so I called my parents and I was talking to them and my dad said, David, you knew you wanted to be in the business program and you, you let yourself, you talked yourself out of it mm. for whatever reason. He was like, don't be scared. Do what you want to do. Mm. You're capable, as capable as, as, as anyone else. And, you know, after I went to uh, the registrar's office and um, no, not to, I went to, to, the, to my counselor and I said, well, what do I have to do to, to get, you know, put on this track to, you know, to be a business management major, tell me what courses to take the, the following semester. And that's what I did. Okay. So, yeah, I kind of, uh, I kind of, you know, took the, took the long route to, to get to where, where I was supposed to be. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> you got the pep talk from the folks, you, uh, you get into it, you get into the business program. And so what, what do you do after graduation? Right. Um, and, and how do you find yourself into the field you are today? Right. So um, graduated, uh, as I said, and had a business administration um, degree with a concentration in management, which was the perfect, <laughs> the perfect degree for me. Like, you know, you hear some stories of some individuals who, um, you know, don't use or they, they didn't follow yeah. um, after their, you know, their, their course of study and now they're doing something completely different. That is not the case with me. I, um, I, you know, definitely went into, into operations management. And um, so I ended up, um, you know, after the first couple of years out of school, um, you know, working at different odd jobs and, you know, kind of applying for positions in my field and the Morehouse connection. So mm. I, I went on an interview um, you know, in this current industry I'm working in now, I'm in the facilities industry, and the individual who, who interviewed me, he said, you know, he looked at me and he said, after the interview, he said, you conducted yourself very well. <laughs> um, <laughs> he said, now I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't think you have the experience mm. to do this job. However, my brother went to Morehouse, mm. and I see that you went to Morehouse, and so... I'm going to give you this opportunity. Wow. And that was, <laughs> that was, and it, honestly, it was, it was life changing for me because that jump started my career. Um, that individual became a mentor to me and he's still a mentor to this day. Nice. And uh, so, you know, just, just having that, that Morehouse connection was what it took for me to um, start my career and it, it's, it, you know, carried me to this day. So, wow. Uh, definitely, you know, the, the Morehouse is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So, That's good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think some oftentimes we, <clears throat> I, I would I even say it for myself that either sometimes I downplay the Morehouse connection or I don't value it as much as I should, but I'm always reminded like sometimes weekly, sometimes, you know, daily, that hey, the uniqueness and the uh, the specialness of Morehouse, you know, right. and and what it stands for, what it brings, the weight that the name carries, as well as the responsibility that you carry in and in, in having that that name on your resume, you know what I mean? And, Absolutely. And your reputation precedes you, and the reputation of your brothers that have gone to Morehouse uh, precede you, and can open doors for you that you have no idea they are, are right. there, you know? Right. Yeah. The, the, the reputation, I, 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 
I embrace it. I, you know, I cherish it. Just, and, and I know it's, 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 uh, Mother Morehouse has, has done so much for me. Yeah. And I always tell people one of my favorite things to do, and still to this day, is there's nothing better than telling an elderly black woman that you attend Morehouse. <laughs> there's nothing. <laughs> there, just, there's nothing better in this world than looking at the reaction on their face and just you just kind of bask in that glow that yeah. they give you after, after you tell them that you attended Morehouse. So, but yeah, that's uh, you know, I think even to you know years after we've graduated, it's been about 16 years now, 17 years. Um, you know, you, you still uh, realize how much the, the experiences has meant to us. Yeah. So, so, so what was it like coming back home, a man of Morehouse, um, you know, and then, you know, turning into a Morehouse man and your parents kind of receiving you and, you know, seeing the man that you evolved into, what was that like? So I, I didn't realize how much I had changed, mm. I, I, but other individuals would, would point it out to me, you know, yeah. like my, my, my older brother would, would always say things like he left here, you know, just, uh, you know, just, just regular. And now he comes back. He thinks he knows everything, <laughs> just, you know, say something like that. <laughs> but, um, my, my parents, um, I think they, they embraced the maturity yeah. in me and, yeah you know i think uh i truly you know I, I truly left the child for sure yeah um kind of very dependent yeah and you know and returning home and after you know going through the process of of being at morehouse um you know just accepting more responsibility and understanding my place in the community and in, in, in the family structure Mm. and the responsibilities that came with that yeah um and i think uh they both noticed and just they they ultimately were, were just extremely proud of yeah of, you know the man i've become that's so. good so let's talk more about your, your folks right and so your you, close relationship with your your parents you, you've referenced them a couple times and you've experienced some loss there um and what was that like for you right so my father uh, my father was, and I say is, he still is, yeah. um, my superhero. Yeah. Right. And so my father, uh, grew up in Charlottesville, Virginia, mm. and he, uh, was the first to integrate his high school. Mm. And so there's this, there's a picture that we have in our home and in, in my, my parents' home where it, my father participated in state championship winning football teams. And so there's about, I don't know, maybe 50 people in the picture of the football team and the coaching staff, but there's one black face yeah. and that was my father. So he grew up in a time where, uh, he, you know, it, it was hard. <laughs> I mean, anybody in our community knows mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, those, those situations and what they went through was tough. And my father would not speak on those times. Mm -hmm. You know, he would, we'd, I'd, I'd try to, at times just initiate conversation about it and he might say two sentences and then just stop mm. all right but i remember one time he did tell me he said as much as you know 
I went through or the other students who integrated the school with me, as much as we went through at the school, we always knew we, we would be going home. Mm. And that's what kind of got them through the day. And he said, it was hard in the school, but you'd come back to the community and you'd be celebrated. Mm. <laughs> and I just, I always, I thought that was amazing how, how uh, the community embraced them, you know, and I, so when I mentioned earlier about the differences between how uh, HBCs, HBCUs were viewed by um, my father's side of the family compared right. to my mother's, right. my, um, my father's mother, when she found out I was going to Morehouse, she, she was uneasy about it. Mm. And she said to me, she said, but we've worked so hard to wow. integrate. And, <laughs> and uh, I understand her perspective of, you know, she was always, she had always been in Charlottesville, Virginia. She, you know, never really went anywhere else. And that's all she knew. And she knew what her son had to go through yeah. to integrate schools. And so that was, that, that's a perspective I still think of to this day, but she was super proud because she knew what, what Morehouse mm-hmm. represented in our community. And I remember stopping there on drives back to New Jersey sometimes and just talking to her and how happy she was, but just understanding the um just what what our communities or what the elders had to go through mm. you know to to you know to see integration happening to see equality and all of those things so that that's that's my background and so did, did your dad share any of that same kind no. of perspective okay <laughs> no no no, yeah. no he was we go to morehouse and <laughs> Super proud. He he would buy all the uh, Morehouse dad apparel. <laughs> <laughs> he might have represented Morehouse for that. <laughs> so, but um, yeah. So, but anyway, my dad passed away a couple of years ago, and just my um, my family is extremely, extremely, extremely close. Yeah. And so, as difficult as that is, and still is, and what what I noticed since then was um, I always knew that there we've had a foundation of love in our family, but it's even more enhanced now. Yeah, and I know that that has everything to do with the love our parents um, instilled in us. That's good. And, you know, so as hard as it is, you can still find you know God's blessings in in these situations. That's so, what's up. That's what's yeah. up. No, that was going to be one of my my questions there. It's like you have like twelve posts on Instagram, and it's all a family. So, uh, <laughs> and like two two of like a producer and a rapper. The rest is like, hey, right. it's just family. So, yeah, that's that's uh that that's and it was we we grew up without much, right? Yeah. So, my parents instilled in us uh, very early that we had to take care of one another. So, there's. A, a, an interesting dynamic in my family where, you know, all of the, all of my, my, my niece and nephews, um, we don't look at it as like, those are my sister's kids. Like, no, th- those are my kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and that, I think that came from how growing up and just how my parents, um, you know, taught us to be that everyone takes care of everyone. That's, good. that's just, that's how it goes. That's so, good. Yeah. All right. So, so my last kind of question here, as you've looked over these last years and your career thus far, and even your life experiences, um, you know, what would you say would be some of the solid lessons that you took from your Morehouse years, right? That have um, kept you, stayed you through these times of, you know, progressing through your career, but also, 
you know, the loss of your dad and, and, you know, other things, you know, what are some of the things that you kind of reflect back on and say, you know, that, that was good. That was solid. That's something that I've, I've been able to hold on to. Um, so I, I, I think specifically as far as my career is concerned, there were certain, uh, instructors that just had a, a lasting impact. One mm. was, um, Dr. Keith Hollingsworth. And he, he taught an operations and productions management class. And at the time, I didn't realize how impactful it was. But I remember we had to do this, this exercise of um, analyzing data and finding efficiency in operations through the data. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, attacked the project like more, more like harder than I usually attack most projects, <laughs> to be honest. Because it, it, it actually, it, it was uh, centered around uh, a sports, a sports oh, topic. You had to choose okay. a sports topic and find efficiencies and all of that. So I did it, and I remember getting an A. He actually, when he came to my desk to give me the, the, the paperback, you know, the exercise, he said, you did an excellent job. And so that encouraged me, where it's like, oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know how to do this. And so <laughs> I think back to a lot of what I learned in that class um, and, and utilize it today. Um, he, he also talked about, um, quite often just people management mm. and it, sometimes you have to step away from just the process and get to know the person. That's good. And, and that has carried me, uh, quite a bit, um, you know, understanding that, um, management is both process and people Yeah, and you can't do one without the other. Right. And so you can be great with understanding processes, but if you don't understand, you know, how that person ticks, you're not going to be successful. And so look at you over here writing a business book. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, this has been years of trial and error. Rich, like just <laughs> so this is this is some experience talking now. That's real. That's real. <laughs> but yeah, so that that that's definitely something I learned at Morehouse that um, has kind of definitely kept me going um in my career and then just from a from a personal aspect um i think i i learned so much from the 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 caf- cafeteria conversations yeah. or the you know just the, the rides to linux mall with my boys and just the different perspectives that everyone has and i think all of that made me the man i am today That's like good. we were all like i said earlier we were also uniquely different but each person's perspective taught me so much. And I know I wouldn't be the man I am today or, you know, who I, who I am today as far as successes in my career or, um, you know, in personal life without those uh, stories that we shared or those um, opinions and all of that helped shape me into the person I am today. That's right. That's good. All right. So 21 years ago, you stepped on a Morehouse campus. Um, you know, what are the next 20 years look like for you? Where, where, where do you go next from here? Well, so where do I go next from here? There, there are certainly things I want to do now as far as uh, my family. We're working on um, setting up a business together. Nice. Uh, you know, within my brother and sister both work within the healthcare industry. So we're, we're trying to establish, uh, you know, setting up our own brokerage and agency. Nice. And so that's in the works. And so uh, I'm doing that. And then, you know, still, you know, climbing that 
corporate ladder, so to speak, yep. but not relying on that. That's good. You know, That's <laughs> so, good. <laughs> so it's uh, as much as, you know, I always say that, you know, you, you do want to excel, but, you know, you kind of have to set yourself up and, you know, put things in place where you never are relying on on that because you never you never know <laughs> you never know exactly you never know <laughs> <laughs> shoot i mean yeah that's a that's a whole podcast series right there right, you never yeah, know because, <laughs> they, 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 like I, I said there's there's I, I trust you french i trust my boys my brothers but <laughs> you can't trust <laughs> you, you, you know where i'm going i know i know exactly where you're going. <laughs> so well, yeah so just making sure that i'm i'm, I'm set to where you know that, that that's never a concern of mine that's what's up yeah that's what's mm-hmm. up. Well, thank you for joining the podcast today, David. Appreciate this, Trey. I mean, they they do call you Trey on, on this. They do, podcast, they do. Right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Short spin on here. A couple other people come on here. You know, call me Trey. It's it's, it's always amazing, man. Like talking with y'all. Like, uh, you know, I was on the phone with, with Clark, and he, you know, saying Trey. And it's it's, it's kind of weird now, right? Because I don't hear that as much. Um, my, mm-hmm. my folks live in Texas, so they still say it. But like, it's it's only like you all, and you know. And, and a couple others and so it's it's pretty it's pretty cool man and i think that's just a testament to to the relationship so man appreciate right. y'all appreciate you being on the podcast man hey man no doubt it was a pleasure pleasure was mine yeah well, i hope you all got some good nuggets in here as uh dave gave a master class on business management and uh being a, a family man in here um you know we're going to continue in this uh, uh morehouse men series and i hope that you all continue to to learn something new about about Morehouse men and some uniqueness and really just hearing a good conversation with me and my boys. So we hope that you all uh, enjoy. Again, make sure you like, share, uh, rate, review, subscribe. All those fun things helps us get the word out and, and get the uh, the information out and, and, and get the sharing. So appreciate it. And we'll, we want to connect with you. We will see you all after a while.